You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me, Joe Thrashenkill You're listening to another thrilling episode of the To World of Hell Radio Show I am joined today by the good and golden boy The internet's sweetheart, you know him, you love him Talking of course about 365 days of horror Or as I like to call him, Jordan Jordan, how are you? I'm okay, how are you? Cannot complain. I got Breno with us as well. Uh, Breno, how are you doing on this fine day? Um, I'm doing all right. Do we have Do we have like two minutes for story time? Uh, okay, yeah, we can budget two minutes here at the beginning of the show. Two minutes. Um, so I, I tried to sell my Warwick bass guitar, which I've been interested in selling for many years. I just don't play it anymore. And um, I, I met this guy at Guitar Center of all places playing bass. He, he just wanted to talk to me about bass because I'm, I'm checking things out. And um, he seemed very interested. I showed him a couple pictures, and uh, so one thing like, was hang, I, hang on, hang on, hang on. So yeah. for folks that are not familiar, Warwick a Warwick bass that's like an upper end bass, yeah. right? It's up there. Okay. It's <clears throat> like they're not as much as they used to be. They kind of have fallen off. People don't care about them as much anymore. Damn, um, L plus fell off. Warwick, yeah. Plus. I mean, because like in the job for a cowboy sort of days, like <laughs> they were a they were a big fucking death metal base they they were but uh you don't you don't see them for anywhere near as much money so um i was looking for fourteen hundred dollars for it it's a real german one it's nice it's a 90s one in amazing condition i only want fourteen hundred dollars if you guys are fucking interested message me i don't care i'll talk to you (laughs) so um so uh i i I was laughing with this guy about all of the tire kickers and all the dumbasses on facebook marketplace and how you know i just want someone serious oh yeah i mean you try to sell anything that's cost more than like say two hundred dollars and you have people that are just gonna show up and waste your time absolutely um and so because usually what happens is you get like people trying to trade piles of junk for your better thing everyone's always looking to trade up everyone's always looking to screw you yeah when when i sell gear it's like uh, would you like a bullet strat and the worst gun ever manufactured (laughs) no so i I exchanged uh not numbers but instagrams with this guy um just 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 to kind of keep things a little less personal um and so he messages me the other night. He's like, hey, I'm still interested in that bass. Uh, do you got any you know, new pictures of it? Because I showed him older ones. And I was like, yeah, let me go home. And so I sent him pictures. And they weren't good enough. He wanted a picture of the back to make sure there's no belt rashes. And I'm that. Picture of the headstock, the tuners, all the hardware. He wanted to look at everything up and down. I'm taking fucking 14 pictures of this guy. So I'm like, all right, this is it. This is a guy who really cares and is really going to buy this thing. It's finally over. Uh, he proceeds to say, well, I don't have the money for it, but uh, I have some really high-end RC cars, and I also have some premium ball pythons that are worth two to $3,000 if you're interested. Wait, so he tried to give you toys and lizards. Toys and lizards, although a snake is not a lizard, but what, it's a reptile. Whatever. It's similar, yeah. Okay, okay. But, and, and look, I can get a ball python that is not some, like, incest written fucked up color morph for like 150 bucks at petco it's the same fucking species um i don't even i mean like i don't even want a snake but i just know that much (laughs) so it's just i i I couldn't have like tried to get away from that conversation fast enough so Um, what do you what do you think jordan would you trade your instrument for uh, a snake in a rc car yeah what can go wrong (laughs) someone on twitter 
just said like if there's an, uh, a snake driving an RC car, and I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's maybe a trade. It's like when people do this, is it just a scam? Like I have junk, I'm getting rid of junk for the thing I want, or do they really think that they have like something special and equal to value of this space? I, I think it's a lot like the guys that uh, they they hit on every single woman they see when they go out. It's like a numbers game. <laughs> like, surely I'll, great. I'll fucking drag one of you down. <laughs> yeah, like the Boomhauer method. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, that's I, I but I but I'm stunned. Like what fucking crazy, dorky niche things. It's like, dude, it might as well have been model trains. Why would I care about that shit? How could you possibly assume I'd be interested? He was um, very adamant that the snake was very expensive. I mean, um, so if you got money for fucking reptiles, then did you pay real money for that dipshit? Jesus Christ! I don't know, man. Uh, the snake people are weird. My, my wife uh, has occasionally bought snakes off like Facebook Marketplace simply to like take them from a bad home and give them a better <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah, for the grand for grand majority, cocaine is a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I remember reading, uh, I think it was a, a little detail in uh, the book, Our Band Can Be Your Life, that said, like, Perry Farrell, before he was a musician, was big into coke and lizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's it. Uh, just if, if anyone's listening, stop trading. Stop, stop, stop putting trades as a possibility for your instrument don't do it cash only only cash no low ballers everyone fuck off if you don't have exactly this dollar amount i don't care yeah no offers if i say for example that i'm willing to trade for a telecaster and you come up with me with like um the the worst ibanez guitar that was ever manufactured in 1996 i'm going to i'm going to be very mad that's not what i'm asking for (laughs) yeah yeah like I, I we got it like low ballers has an insult. We have to come up with like a name for the trade upsman, you know? Oh yeah. Shit, man, like trying to spin your shit into gold, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Rumple Stiltskins. Shit. <laughs> shit spinners I like. So. Uh, yeah, shit spinner. I like that. That's good. Yeah. I'm just like next guy who does it to me, I'd be like, dude, you're just a fucking shit spinner. You're trying to like turn someone into gold. I know you crap. Get away from me. Uh, what was the name that you came up with for, um, I think it was Icelandic people last year? <laughs> Ices? I don't fucking uh, know. I, we, we had a whole episode where we tried to figure out racial slurs based on different no, Northern no, European I, countries. I, I, I'm pretty sure I Googled racial slurs, oh, which okay. is not something I recommend generally. But, <laughs> uh, when it's specifically for white people, it's it's okay. Um, so I know we have a lot of news to cover today. Sure. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm excited to get into it, man. Um, but uh, I mean, if, if nobody else has any, uh, any 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 little bits of story time that might be somehow uh, sub relevant, you know, we, we can we can move on from me certainly. Uh, okay, well, uh, you know, I don't want to bore people with the details of my life. Uh, do you want to talk about anything, Jordan? Nah. Okay, let's get into the stories of the week, if that's okay. We got a couple. Of, let's let's go ahead and, and put it this way: we got some bigger ones and we have a whole shit ton of ones that don't matter at all but they're funny to me so we should talk about them uh where do we where do we want to start with that (laughs) any suggestions guys uh jordan had brought up some sleep token news okay i'm i'm interested in that uh what do you have here for the the band that i think uh brenna you actually introduced us to last year everybody hates this band except me like in the circle the the well you say that you say that, but that's not true, and it's not so much news as 
uh, in the past couple of weeks, League Tokens put out a, a bunch of singles. I think four or five at this point, mm-hmm. which uh, isn't the usual move. You know, usually it's one, maybe two, then the album comes out, maybe a follow up, or you like pull an Avenged Sevenfold and put the album out with no uh, any sort of promotion, fail miserably. And I guess this is sort of somewhere in the middle. This is like the transcending obscurity of uh, more popular music by putting out a whole bunch of tracks first. Well, I've, um, I've I've kind of looked into why they do that, and it's it's like the YouTube method. It's they they want to keep people interested in the band with like continuous weekly releases of content. Okay. Otherwise, people just move on to different bands and stuff. If no, you that have, check, like, just that an album. That checks out. Like, uh, yeah. I have no object permanence, so if a band I like puts out a record and then doesn't for another, like, uh, year, I forget that they exist entirely. In the case of Idle Hands. <laughs> <laughs> and change their name. And yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah. We have to discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> so with all those songs coming out, uh, I don't know if this is some sort of, like, it was on TikTok or something like that, but... Uh, a couple days ago on the PRP, they had an article about Sleep Token. It reached number six on the Viral 50 Global playlist of Spotify. Uh, it had previously previously reached number two. Uh, one of the songs uh, on YouTube has so far gotten close to two million plays. Um, this is a lot of attention for kind of a weird band. And uh, my, my thinking is this some sort of like similarity to the success that ghost has had over the past couple of years uh, essentially putting out pop music within the sort of realm of heavy metal with a visual gimmick component to back it up and i don't know as brando as a fan of the band uh, if you a fan of both bands if you mm-hmm. see something similar something different what do you think uh, is behind their sudden success well, number one, uh, if you have a like a good gimmick, I mean, some bands, they'll just have a gimmick and it sucks. But like if you have a really good one or something that's just aesthetically pretty cool, uh, people are into it. Now, the interesting thing about Sleep Token is like they were like I, I kind of was into them since they started coming up. The weird random singles when they were kind of in that sub hundred thousand streams kind of realm of being a weird metal band oh yeah you were there before and, uh, they were cool <laughs> i was there i didn't want to say it but you did so uh it, it's just one of those things where they didn't have the label support they didn't have all the money thrown at them and i i think in those situations if you have to have a cool aesthetic and you have to have a gimmick it pays a lot to be really creative and uh i i thought that aesthetically the way they were handling things was was kind of cool it was creative it was weird um as they have grown and grown and grown i find that you know maybe this guy doesn't have as great a taste as i thought he did <laughs> like just like some of the aesthetic choices he makes more specifically these music videos um the song you're talking about is called the summoning and probably i would say the major reason it's doing so well is because it's a it's a metalcore song more in the lines of something like periphery would do but it gets to a certain point where it just switches over to like really like fucking r&b porn music just that that's where i noped out for this song yeah, at that's first, where like, everybody uh, nopes out yeah at first it's like oh, this is this isn't bad okay, okay oh okay i'm clicking off of this now yeah i mean i think it's 
I, I don't know. I think it's creative. That I don't have so much of a problem with the the musical choice of that, but the decisions that he's made to promote this stuff, it, it's like he's got these weird like tabletop game Warhammer style action figure sort of fucking things he's trying to promote alongside the music what? with these like weird music. You got to watch the music video to know what I'm talking about. Okay. The I mean, whole, I, I like the, the idea of the, fucking... I like that being like a side revenue though, like uh, starting your own Warhammer like faction that you can, you can Which just I, seamlessly sell with your band merch. I, I don't know if that's the reality. I don't really know if I know what I'm talking about making that statement. But if you watch these music videos, like the summoning, it's just like this giant goth warrior with like a machine gun arm, just CGI standing there on a platform and the camera just rotates around him for this like very extremely popular viral song that people so, get really horny over. So I, so just, I, I have not listened to the latest material. I've only heard what you've sent me more than a year ago now. Yeah. But I got to say the, the music itself that I have heard and the visual image that this band presents could not be any more incongruous to me. Like, yeah, uh, it's, you, you've got it's, like your, like you said, you're like a level 12, uh, warrior mage. Uh, and then you have like an in- insanely uh, slick computer-generated auto-tune like clean chorus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally if you watch music video, that's what you're that's what you're having. Um, I don't think the auto-tune thing is fair. I think this guy has a real fucking voice. It's it's phenomenal. It's probably my biggest draw to the band. Um, I've seen like live performances of him playing on piano and stuff. His his voice is just literally incredible. Probably one of the best singers currently i'll fucking say that um but also i have i have like an appreciation to like any music pop music r&b like i'm not I'm, I'm a music fan more generally than just like a death metal fan or a metal fan this shit belongs nowhere near any of us like as metal fans it, it just it doesn't it's so weird but i don't know i just i think it's i think it's cool because <laughs> i'm because i don't care and I don't care if it's cringy anymore. I, I'm just I'm too old for that shit. If it's on the radio and I like it, I'll fucking turn it up. Is it on the radio? No. No. Okay. But not yet. Not yet. All right. This this probably will be. I, I can I have a feeling it's a little too harsh vocals sometimes for the radio. Yeah, but we know that even uh, a long time ago with like the end of heartache with Killswitch Engage, they just took the screams out yeah. for that so it can get on the radio. They could easily just do something similar, just EQing and knocking down the bass and things like that to get it on your, you know, classic rock radio. Here's a new one from Sleep Token. Which fucking sucks because, like, they used to put Corn and Slipknot on the radio. Like, in the late 90s radio had those, like, like freak on a leash and shit. It just, I don't know why they can't deal with, you know, the part where he goes, ah, like, who cares? I think more people would be into that than they realize. I mean, Even sure. the Shinedown ones. Oh, sure, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, that ship has sailed. <laughs> like, Too late. Any, any relevance that would have been had there is, is long gone. Yeah, no, no decision is made on the radio anymore. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're blowing up. Um, their, their biggest hit ever was Alkaline uh, from those years ago, like 2021 when we did that show. Yeah. Alkaline was... It now has 9.7 million streams on Spotify, which is huge. That's like a big hit in the metal circle. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the summoning came out three weeks ago. That now has 8.5 million streams. Oh, dang. So this yeah. is like for real blowing up like you were saying. Yeah. 
it's it's definitely like shot at shot. It's a it's a big deal right now. And I would take I, I think it's because of the porn based funky part. Um I wasn't planning on doing this, but do you all mind if I talk some shit? Yeah. Um so I went to see No, I mean Okay, well I I won't then, never mind. No, I mean like no, like I don't mind. Oh, I just said okay. yes to you, minding. I don't mind. Please talk shit. So I went to see uh, Integrity uh, perform a couple of weeks ago, uh, which I'm a, I'm on the record a huge Integrity fan. I think Jordan has bought me their entire seven inch run <laughs> over the last several Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> um, great show. I fucking I love Integrity. They also. Uh, Closed the show like uh, Dwid was like, I'm, you know, I need everybody to like get up close, and then did like a Misfits cover to end it, and it was a lot of fun. But the band that opened for them is a band that I've been seeing uh, more and more hype for. Uh, Spirit World. Have you ever have you ever seen those guys? Ever heard of those guys? No, I don't they're think like, so. They're like cowboy metal, right? Right. <laughs> so that's we're talking about shtick here, right? This is this is a shtick what? that I haven't. I know. Let me let me let me just kind of get into this a little bit. So uh, they're on Century Media. So uh, when I saw um, some year end list last year with this cover art on it, it was like, oh, I had never heard of this, never seen this because Century Media doesn't put their shit on Bandcamp, right? So I decided I would deign to because I was really intrigued by the concept. Like this is a hardcore slash heavy metal record that is supposed to be themed in like, you know, Wild West imagery, cowboys and shit, you know, right? That's that's kind of like pretty appealing to me. So I, I went over to Spotify to listen to this thing and what I got, uh, instead of like having something that was like uh, Western influence was uh, just straight like uh, Slayer ripping hardcore uh, that occasionally has a little clip of like a Sergio Leone uh, instrumental, like in between another like pretty bottom of the barrel hardcore song. Uh, so I was turned off. Those spaghetti westerns. Who was right. Encino? Exactly. Marincioni, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. That so, sucks. Because I thought that like this would be something that was actually reflected in the music, and it's not. So. I was not in a great mood to see these guys perform live, uh, but when I I did, let me tell you something. It was so much more cringe and embarrassing than I could have ever imagined. Because uh, these guys get out there, they're wearing like their custom nudie suits, you know, like their uh, Wild West singing cowboy shit that has like, uh, you know, embroidered uh, dice and cards and devils and shit all over it. You know, a pretty sharp fucking suit, you know? But again, it's just every L.A. hardcore band I've ever seen in my fucking life, <laughs> like completely uh, interchangeable with everyone else. The only difference is you're dressed like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> I can give it's you hardcore a hardcore cowboy hats. Exactly. I could give you a lot of leeway if you're like really if you're like really throwing some stank, like uh, some some real uh, some real cowboy shit in there with your music. But you're just not. You're just dressed up like an asshole. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this band is blowing the fuck up. They're right now on tour with uh, Sepultura and Crea Creator. So uh, you're going to see a lot of these guys, and it's not going to get any better. <laughs> gimmicks, gimmicks are powerful. Man. I mean, like, um, it's like we always say, the only, the only way you can be successful in any way is touring. And even that is getting harder and harder. It's true. So, your your live performance, your aesthetic, it's it's life or death, man. You can't just show up in a t-shirt anymore. 
kind of thing if, if you want to make a living out of this. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, that, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that, uh, that, that, that you, you're going through some, some cultural appropriation on your part. It's, it's not like just that. I'm just saying, I guess I don't identify as an old West cowboy. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> well, that's how I identify. Sure. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'm just saying that that particular idea has so much you can do with like there's such fertile ground there like um that band chapel of disease like i think it did a really great job of blending like southern rock with death metal and i I think that like they just scratched the surface there is so much more that you can kind of get out of that sound and then seeing somebody that like is getting a ton of press getting a ton of depth getting a ton of opportunities for saying that they're going to do that, but then just playing straight L.A. hardcore, it's like, okay, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. But we can, uh, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I, it, it sucks to see someone who sucks do well. Yeah, it's that's all it's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was an unscheduled pit stop. Jordan, you've got big news you wanted to bring to us, right? Well, we're talking about touring, so the real big news of the week and it's something we've been warning about literally for years. Years. Is that Ozzy Osbourne has announced that he is retiring from touring. Now, I don't know if that's retiring from playing shows, but the announcement is retiring from touring. So you still may be able to see him in some sort of one-offs and festival locations. But uh, he put out a social media post. Instagram is on Facebook, too. And says, this is probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to share with my loyal fans. As you may all know, four years ago, this month, I had a major accident where I damaged my spine. My one and only purpose during this time has been to get back on stage. My singing voice is fine. However, after three operations, stem cell treatments, endless physical therapy sessions, and most recently, groundbreaking groundbreaking cybernics HAL treatment, my body is still physically weak. I am honestly humbled by the way you've all patiently held on to your tickets for all this time. But in all good conscience, I have I have now come to the realization that I'm not physically capable of doing my upcoming European UK tour dates as I know I couldn't deal with the travel required. Believe me when I say that the thought of disappointing my fans really fucks me up more than you will ever know. See that makes me think Ozzy actually did write a little bit of this. Yeah. Yeah. There's Never a fuck would in I there. Never would I have imagined that my touring days would have ended this way. My team is currently coming up with ideas for where I will be able to perform without having to travel from city to city and country to country. I want to thank all my family, my band, my crew, my longtime friends, Judas Priest, who are supposed to be on the store with them. And of course, my fans for their endless dedication, loyalty and support and for giving me the life that I have never dreamed I would have. I love you all. See, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that at all, because um, because my annual assumption is that he's going to retire from life. So it's like right. touring is that doesn't fucking surprise me. He he he's not been in incredible health for a long time, decades of incredibly decades. poor health, and yeah. like it's only it's gotten progressively worse with the like the Parkinson's. And honestly, I know that we say it every single time, but it is incredibly fucked up that his team, whoever that. In- Includes has been making him tour as hard as he has for as much as he has recently. Like it, time to dance back up on the stage, you know, Daddy. I'm not saying it's Sharon exactly, dance but stage, I think we all know who it is. <laughs> so I mean, he's 
he has Parkinson's. He's had this accident from a few years ago. Twenty years ago, he had the ATV, uh, ATF fall on him. ATV. Um, what else? Uh, he had COVID at least once. Yeah. Just let Ozzy rest and enjoy. He's a grandfather. Yeah. Let him enjoy his grandkids. You're still going to get plenty of money from album sales. And uh, WWE just used him, like video of him and um, some Black Sabbath music for one of their pay-per-views. Collect your checks. Enjoy the rest of the time you have. Like, realistically, thinking about Ozzy's legacy, it's hard to imagine anybody contributing more to the genre that we have wasted our lives with. I think it's fine to take a bow and, you know, end it, 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 rather than continuing to just suffer so much abuse trying to, to trying to make people happy, trying to make some money for your wife, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I, I mean, like years ago, I, I just recall that one uh, video of Lemmy Kilmeister just in the middle of a song just being crying. Like, I can't do it. And he, he was, just walks off the stage and he's all, all done. And it's it's disgusting. It's like, had, I can't believe he got pushed to this point. Yeah. Know? Lemmy had tears in his eyes. It was just like, this is it. I've reached the end of end of this that I've spent so much I've spent my entire life doing and it's just it's heartbreaking to see I think literally that we sh- dying on stage we should just- we should allow these older guys the dignity of like hanging it up without having to just push it to the very limit you know what we should do for baseball they do this a lot when a much beloved guaranteed hall of famer all-star they announce it's their last season they do like a goodbye tour whenever they play a game in a different city. They get handed flowers. They get plaques. Everyone claps for them. They Maybe they play the game. Maybe they don't. It's like a personal appearance and everyone leaves happy. Maybe they should start doing this for some of these older musicians where you don't have to play a 30-day tour. Maybe you just go to some major cities and do personal appearances you know, if if you want to still be with the fans, you do a Q and A, you do a book signing, you do pictures, maybe you sing one or two songs from like a small stage in a, a bookstore or in uh, an HMV or something like that, and that's it. You don't have to stress yourself and get up every night and perform for two hours and the whole deal. You just you still do your thing. You're still you. You're still popular. You still spend time with your fans, but it's easier. It's just kind of a weird, uh, uh, I don't know how to say this, it, like a side effect of the current music industry and, and, and sort of nostalgia media market where everybody only likes things that came out 50 years ago yeah. or a variation of something like that. And so there's still so much interest there. There's so much money to be made there. There's just a constant reason and demand more than anything for these guys to continue to play their music, make music, perform live on stage to screaming idiots of all ages. And uh, it's it's just like, I, I don't know. Am I, am I going to see metal musicians my age when I'm 50, 60, 70? like still performing i i fucking seriously doubt it yeah i mean the 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 cash cow is not dry on this there's like you said there's still a lot of demand and it's just like well that's great but we need to like consider that this guy has to rest he needs he needs to not do this i think about dragging stanley onto any given movie set i think about it all the time uh dick dale you know the uh, the surf guitarist like having to tour as he was literally dying 
because he had to afford like his stomach cancer treatment. He had no insurance. He had no other options. He was just in constant pain every single day, every single night, performing everywhere he could. It's just like this is this is another side of the coin. It's like there is no there is no dignity in in rock and roll and getting old. It's just we don't allow it. So I don't know. Um, another thing that uh, perhaps we should improve society a little bit, but we'll see how it, we'll see how that goes. Laugh clown, and the, laugh. And the alternative is maybe you get some sponsorships. Maybe you attach your name to a certain product that heavy metal fans would want to buy. <sighs> There's always that, isn't there? <laughs> Segway. Uh, Folks, I got a I got served a Facebook ad, uh, which is you know, how you know this segment's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. um, are you familiar with uh, the band Crowbar? No, want to tell me all about them in their career? Uh, sure. Uh, now, when you when you think about listening to say uh, a New Orleans sludge band, what is the ideal <laughs> uh, listening uh, setup? Like, how what's what's your deck look like? What do you got? What what are you jamming out of? Um, a swamp. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would make sense, right? Um, right. You got like a like a bayou, sort of sort of dock yeah. you're sitting on, watching for gators. When when I think about like all the uh, New Orleans sludge bands, I think about like uh, uh, hard drugs and like poverty and stuff. So I'm imagining the band's uh, music coming out of like a half melted Jensen boombox. <laughs> A sweaty bottle of Cuddy Sark. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, if you really want to get the uh, ideal uh, highs and lows and mid-range uh, frequencies from Crowbar, you got to listen to them on a pair of Heavy's X Crowbar headphones. Headphones engineered specifically for heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you heard of Heavy's? Um. No, not literally until you sent me this. It sounds dirty. It does, right? Like uh, Heavies.com. I got my heavies on. I got my chubbies on. I'm ready to rock. (laughs) Um, These chubbies are giving me chubbies. Exactly. Um, No, uh, heavies, uh, this is a a move that honestly is about 10 years too late, I think. Um, I think when uh, the the 50 Cent headphones came out or the uh, Beats by Dre or whatever came out, this would have been an ideal move. Um, those headphones, of course, uh, huge markup, uh, huge premium that you would pay for basically boost, be- bass boosted headphones. Uh, with this, I assume the difference is, I don't know, you scoop the mid range. <laughs> so the way that these things, uh, claim to work is that they have like multiple drivers uh, in each unit, just trying to. I guess recreate what it's like to be in a live show, which sure. if any one of us can attest to, uh, there's nothing that sounds worse than live metal music. <laughs> like live music. I, just, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's true. When you go to a live show, you're going to see your favorite band to watch them play. <laughs> That's fucking it. So I, why would you want to like orally, a U R A L L Y recreate that somehow in, in the earscape. Eight drivers per side. Seems like <laughs> is that enough drivers? I mean, you you need generally two. Okay. Per most of the headphones. And I'm talking like really nice headphones. You don't need eight drivers. The whole thing is you're they're trying to do like this I don't know, like surround sound kind of thing in your ears. But 
the way music is released these days, especially metal music, is like mastering is is kind of minimal. Right. Um, we just need to get stuff out and get the content flowing. So I cannot imagine any of our favorite albums sounding good on these pieces of shit. Well, when I think about albums or bands that require like maximum fidelity to get the most out of it, I don't think I would put Crowbar on the top like 300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like sonic excess in its purest form. Yeah. Uh, quite not literally at all. Like, uh, Jordan, if you uh, if you were to imagine, you know, from the ground up, I know that you like Skull Candy, or not Skull Candy, but the, uh, the CVS headphones. Uh, what, it's not a like thing. It's just I don't <laughs> need much it's more. A, it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. If you if you were imagining, again, the uh, from the ground up, like uh, headphones designed for maximum fidelity for uh, one metal band, what metal band are you are you picking? I don't know. Like a hi-fi metal band? Yeah. Damn. Um, I I mean, like, if I were going to get into my... I, I mentioned them earlier in the show. Periphery is probably the most over-engineered metal band ever. Mm-hmm. Like, they... Their recording process and, like, how they have to, like, master every single square inch of audio on everything in any eq everything to the like the finest possible point is just it's insane for where they're at in terms of popularity like i know they're very popular in metal but like in the universe not as much you i know? mean if you you're here saying that you would hypothetically consider periphery branded headphones and i'm just saying oh now i'm getting a press release that periphery is now released <laughs> Uh, branded headphones so perfect yeah that's right up your alley dude they would be the band to do it they, they have periphery branded everything like misha mansoor's horizon devices he'll slap that fucking logo on like a butt plug if he if he <laughs> wanted to it's just it's it's how he it's how they make their money is with that shit like putting stuff off to gearheads marketing to gearheads is how periphery like keeps the lights on so and the porsche is running sure so um you know but let's say, for example, you're the world's biggest crowbar fan. Uh, if you want, which I am, you are. Yeah. Uh, well, I, and I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not singling out crowbar here because it looks like Heavies uh, has also partnered with Irion. Is that how you pronounce it? I've always said Arion. Arion. You know, I don't really. I mean, it's one of those things you read, but you never say it out loud until you're humiliated by a right. group of people. Yeah, we'll get made fun of mercilessly for this one. So if you want either the, the Crowbar or the Arion uh, heavies, it's going to set you back $250. How do we feel about that price range? I mean, you know how I feel about headphone price ranges. That's like on the lower end of the budget, man. You can spend ten grand on headphones. So that would, that's an insane thing to do, for one thing. I, I've got a very nice set of uh, Audio-Technica cans that I'm wearing right now. Uh, that I bought specifically for like music mastering. Uh, these were recommended by all the fucking nerds online or whatever. Sounds great. Yeah. I think they were 120 bucks. 140, 120. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 MH40X. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> they're 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 the standards, right? Yeah. They're great. However, Audio Technica does make like two thousand dollar headphones for studio use. I mean, I just every company like most headphone companies sennheiser they all kind of do so yeah but like you're getting into the like the uh, the audiophile uh derogatory uh thing of like oh these components are all solid gold (laughs) it's like okay that'll make it sound better (laughs) 
pedophiles, audiophiles, both files, no difference. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's just it comes down to a point where uh, you spend so much money that you can hear the money and that's all you're listening to. Um, I, I, they're, 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 that's extreme, especially in audiophilia. The, the, the diminishing returns are fucking immense. You really don't need anything over $200 in this segment of, 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 of pricing yourself out at all. 250 is a little much. So, you know? um, especially for something that really has no, uh, legacy whatsoever. This is a new concept. Yes. The marketing is so fucking cringy. You've got like, their logo which is an eq band with like horns being made um if you go through their shop you see like all of the ways you can decorate your heavies with all of these stupid cringy fucking skull designs and like throwing chucking the fucking horns designs just like appealing to the lowest common denominator of hell yeah band. brother <laughs> you know fucking metal fan it's such dog shit and uh I you, just you like, can get dude, to, I'm not that stupid. You, you can know? get uh, spikes as well. Like you can get spikes on the uh, the side or, or it's like putting cat ears on a head on, on like the fucking uh, gamer girl headphones on Twitch. It's just uh, wow. When you slap the crowbar logo on it, the uh, the music just sounds that much more you know New Orleans authentic. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is uh, not for me. Uh, no, I've never been a, a crowbar fan for one thing. Uh, maybe if old Nick uh, puts out uh, <laughs> puts out some of these uh, heavies, I'll, I'll consider it. I really want to get the ultimate fidelity experience listening to all uh, old Nick and old Nick related side projects. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like going through the store, what I can tell you guys is that there's only one kind of these headphones you can buy. What oh, you're really? paying what you're paying for is just a decorated uh, shell, like the oh. shell that goes over your ear. It, so if you were to get the crowbar branded ones, it's not like these are perfectly sculpted to the sound of crowbar. You're just paying a $30 premium for a decorated shell. Okay, but you still have to spend like the $250 on the headphones first, and then you get the shell that you put on top of it. Well, if you get the base headphones here, they're $220. Man, so and, and if you go to they're, – they're really fucking you over here then, man. Like if you're uh, if you're if you're buying the full set with the, uh, the crowbar shells, like – they're they're really taking you to task. Uh, they're punishing you for being a crowbar fan. <laughs> you're you're spending thirty dollars more on you know crowbar than you have in the last twenty years in terms of listening to their music. Like we're all fucking streaming it now. So it, it just it's a it, you got to be a big crowbar fan. You got to represent. I get it, but yeah. I'm not a, not not for me. No, thank you. I'm not a big crowbar boy. Matter of fact, the biggest crowbar boys are the crowbar boys. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel like marketing headphones is impossible because reviewing them is because you can't really show people what they sound like. I'd be interested to hear what these sound like, but if you're fucking telling me about it, it's really hard to get me to care. You know, if they're not on like a hanger at Best Buy. How the fuck am I gonna know? I mean, I'm just telling you because this was marketed to me on a Facebook ad. I don't have high hopes for it. <laughs> I'm getting so angry about it. I'm sorry. We can, I can, I can let it go. We can move on. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about somebody else being really angry. Okay, uh, Jordan. I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this is a uh, one of our guys. Unfortunately, probably my least favorite one of our guys. I think uh, Aaron Lewis, uh, formerly I guess still abstained. You guys know him. <sighs> At least it's not D. Snyder, but Aaron Lewis is fine. You, I thought it, you were going to say D. Snyder. D. Snyder is your least favorite one of our guys. 
Yeah, yeah. You who's know what? Your, yeah. Who's your, who's your least favorite one of our guys, Jordan? You'd have to lay them all out in front of me, and I'd have to uh, have a, a chart with like maybe magnets on the back of their names and moving things up and down, seeing who goes on the list. It's, it's hard to decide because a lot of them go away for a while, and you kind of forget, and then they rear their ugly head. So uh, not quite sure who the worst one is. Yeah, we, we really ought to do like a monthly f- – like power ranking of our guys a march madness style brackets yeah to get the yeah. worst world of hell guy yeah <laughs> everyone in the comment section write down a list of who you think our guys are uh, who's yeah tell us at the very least uh, who your favorite and least favorite guys are i, I want to know who are you guys who are you guys who are the guys yeah um well this headline here i got from blabbermouth uh, aaron lewis controversial single am i the only one certified gold <laughs> Turning shit into gold. Uh, yeah, he's a shit spinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we talked about Am I the Only One last year. Uh, we definitely made fun of it. And then I think we talked about it again when that guy threatened to blow himself up in front of the Capitol while he was like jamming this song. And that never got addressed by Aaron Lewis, did it? No, it never so- happened either. Too bad. Yeah, memory hold completely. Uh, so yeah, he... Uh, the RIAA has certified this uh, for amassing 500,000 certified units. Uh, a unit is equal to a single digital song sale or 150 on-demand streams. So uh, that's a lot of Am I the Only Ones. A lot of people realizing maybe they're not the only one. Maybe they're not the only one willing to fight for the love of the red and white and the blue. Burn it on the but ground. Especially the white. Yeah. Another statue coming down in a town near you. Uh, He has a great line here. Am I the only one who quits singing along every time they play a Springsteen song? Uh, Because uh, Springsteen's, of course, a a lib uh, who does podcasts with Obama uh, now. And uh, and I guess that means that uh, it's it's the same thing with like uh, sports that all the really hardcore right-wing guys are like I sports are woke now i don't i only watch fucking mark levin on tv they, i don't watch they, sports they, they let people they let people kneel in the nfl without shooting them during yeah. the pledge of allegiance so no more nfl for me so um another another thing like taking something that uh, they used to enjoy or at least claim to enjoy and uh you're saying nope it's actually gay now sorry <laughs> uh so what do you think um do you think uh Number one, I'm surprised that this is the one that, like, has done it for him. Because we listen to it, and this song fucking sucks. It's the only it, one. Um, it's all it's all about content. And these people who are just angry at Brandon. Fuck you, no, Brandon. For, like, no specific reason, no particular reason. He's just not their guy Trump, so they hate his guts. It's like putting out a song about Kamala Harris. It's kind of like, really? Nobody gives the a shit be mad Kamala at? Harris. Like, so uh, I suspect, like, you know, obviously it's one of those things where it's like a Tommy Vex situation where people just see that they're one of their guys, so they're going to give money to them yeah. regardless because they're sticking it to the libs. Yeah. And I would suspect uh, another part of this is kind of how you get right-wing uh, talk show people and commentators they put out some shitty book that is just sits on the shelves at barnes and noble no one really buys them but they usually end up on like 
the New York Times bestseller list, Amazon's bestseller list. Yeah, because the Heritage Foundation buys all of them. <laughs> right, because these conservative think tanks and just generally rich CEO conservatives buy up thousands and thousands of copies and hand them out or they stay in a box in some hangar somewhere. But it doesn't matter because they juice the numbers and they're now able to say number one bestseller. And that inevitably keeps them in the news and keeps them showing up on cable news and doing their thing. I think something could be similar for this sort of situation, too. It could be the case. Um, I, or it could be that, uh, you know, he organically uh, touched the imagination of 500,000 of the dumbest motherfuckers in this country. I think it's possible. Um, or, he, like, he just earned the curiosity of people who think he sucks and had to hear it. So like hate watching, but yeah. 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 I mean like we're responsible for at least like five of these. <laughs> yeah. Eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do regret putting it on my best, uh, best of list at the end of the year last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Um, he, what's the new one about how he wants to go fishing, but he's so mad about the TV he can't focus on fishing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go fishing, man. I don't know. I don't know what he's so fucking mad about. Like it's. Uh, he's had COVID like 19 times now. He looks more and more <laughs> bloated every time he comes across my feet. That's what he. That's what he thinks the 19 means. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like the, he got that "Don't Tread on Me" tattoo across his neck you know, a good 15 years ago. And now it's just so blown out. <laughs> like I, you can't really read it anymore. <laughs> it just looks like a bunch of ellipses. Yeah. It looks like the, uh, the, the edge of the, uh, the, the Lord of the Rings rings. <laughs> There's Elvish written across it. <laughs> um, so he's going to die soon. And that's nice. I think, um, aside from that, we should probably move on a little bit. Uh, are there any stories in particular that you needed to get on this episode? I guess we should talk about the big music festival that was announced this week. The big heavy music fest that people have been talking about for a while and have been really impressed by it. And we can talk about that in a minute. And of course, I'm talking about the Black and Blue Bowl taking place in Brooklyn, featuring Pain of Truth, Marauder, All at War, Death Threat, Year of the Knife, and so many more. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the festival people are talking about, right? Sure. Like, uh, I heard rumors that Pit Boss 5000 is going <laughs> to is going to reform. <laughs> so we're talking about the Milwaukee Metal Fest, the Jamie Josta curated. Did he actually put this thing together? I know he like owns the name with, I think, some of the guys from Sumerian Records and hmm. some other uh, Koch groups or Bain Capital. Uh, yeah, let's just say that he curated it. And they put out the announcement this week of the – I don't think these are all the bands. I think there's TBA, many more to come, it says on the cruddy-looking poster. Yeah, wait. Um, So – and like I said, like people were like really impressed by this and I don't quite get it. So we have in the big headlining slot, Lamb of God. Lamb of God, who I think you can see any night of the week – in any city like as far as i know there were actually thousands of lamb of gods <laughs> that's how they can perform so many shows near me at all times they have franchises across the country yeah how many how many times have we between the three of us seen lamb of god by accident three yeah i would say like six for me yeah only one for me and that was in 2003 
just so many fucking times. Just because I don't go see Megadeth, so that takes out a good portion of when I might see them. That's true. Um, yeah. It's and, like when, when his dreadlocks grew to a point that his baseball hat fell off. That's how many times <laughs> I've seen fucking Lamb of God. Yeah, I mean, I saw them when he still had that uh, the short hair with the sort of devil lock in front of it, and that was a long time ago. Remember and, sweatbands? Like and, just black sweatbands. That's how uh, long ago it's been. Damn, that was a real fucking trend for a long time. Really awful yeah. trend. Yeah. And we just talked about a week or two ago how they're now opening for Pantera on their U.S. store. And we've mentioned how like Municipal Waste never stops touring, and they just announced a new tour opening for Carcass. Lamb of God never stops touring. You could see them at any point. So they're the big headliner for this. We also have anthrax god damn it same fucking deal <laughs> i've had enough no more anthrax at least like get john bush on this one no they'll never do suicidal it. tendencies and that's fair i that's fine it's it's suicidal tendencies is fine so the, the whole thing with this festival is it's fine yeah we have napalm death i like napalm death Good. i've seen them several yeah. times like if it was those two previous bands, I'd be I'd be cool with it. Yeah. Dark Angel. Fine, absolutely little, fine band. Little too leather pants thrash for me. The Black Dahlia Murder. Good band. Have, have you guys seen them play since uh, losing Trevor? No, I don't think they've come through Texas yet. Yeah, I mean, like just like a live performance of a video or whatever. Uh, no, I typically don't. Typically don't watch uh, watch that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It, Big shoes to fill, that's all I Sure, sure. Obituary. A fine band. Who have a little bit of a revival going because they just put out a new album and people seem to be into it. I keep getting ads for one of their songs on Spotify and I go, is this a new Slayer song? Every time I hear it. (laughs) Shadows Fall. Which is interesting. Because they're like sort of broken up, but still occasionally pop up for these festivals. And oddly enough, the one time I saw Lamb of God, I saw them with Shadows Fall. So Hmm. I feel connection. I feel like Shadows Fall was kind of a bigger deal than Lamb of God. Oh, they were absolutely right at that time um, when they were on Century Media, and it was the Destroyer of Senses, new wave of uh, American heavy metal. It was the Headbangers Ball Tour, and it was headlined by Shadows Fall, then Lamb of God then kill switch engage and opening it was uh unearth at my show and i think for some other shows it was god forbid hmm. yeah like i feel like if you had shadows fall as the headliner that would have been the move dying fetus a fine band <laughs> an all right band. corrosion of conformity i i, That's pretty. I, I like coercion of conformity i've never had a chance to see him so i would go to that one of the louder shows i've ever been to really yeah oh yeah they tour pretty frequently too. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You, no, you, don't, is, you don't really have time to miss them. This is a skill issue on my part. After the burial, not for me. Fear Factory with whoever their new singer is going to be. I can't wait to see whoever the fuck that is. It would be very funny if it was Burton Seabell. It would be so fucking funny. Or if they pull a Static X and have uh, the guy from Dope dress up like Burton Seabell. <laughs> I, I like I like the idea of uh, Burton C. Bell going out there with a mask on. I'm a, I'm a curtain B. Cell. <laughs> the Halo Effect, which is the side band of members of Dark Tranquility and like four people who left in flames. This might be their first U.S. show. Who knows if they're going to do a tour around it. 
Was that the? Oh man, I feel like I saw a music video of them on like, a, like on a video game TV. What? When you're walking around like the general level, there's like a TV playing somewhere in the room, and on that TV is like a music video with these guys. I think. I'm deeply confused. Yeah, it was the darkness, like the original. Oh, one from PS3, I think. Fuck. Oh. Anyway, immolation. I like immolation. There we go. Crowbar. Only if <laughs> good. Can, only if I can get some headphones from them. See, when we heard that Jamie Jasser was doing this, we all predicted corrosion of conformity and crowbar were going to be on this. And Correct. lo and behold, yes. Terror. Okay. I've had enough terror, I think. Yeah, I think uh, it's have. a thumbs down for me. Yeah, no thanks. Violence. Uh, I saw mm. violence a few years ago and it was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm all right with that. That's And you know they're not vaccinated, nope. so. The perpetual band Goat Whore. We as a mm-hmm. society have had enough. <laughs> no more Goat Whore. No more of like fucking most of these guys. Yeah. Really. Misery Index. Fine. No thanks. Broken Hope. All I can think about with Broken Hope for years now is the stupid uh, t-shirt they put out with the uh, the docking dead, the two zombies like uh, uh, rubbing... That, that f- I wrote about yeah, on the website. Rubbing their ago, foreskins yeah. together. <laughs> That's literally the only association I have with Broken Hope anymore. It's a great job, fellas. Yeah, that, that's the I mean, kind that, of thing that never goes away. <laughs> that's their lasting legacy. Yep. Yeah. Gate Creeper. The these guys are vying to be the new goat whore. They're getting there. Yep. Blitted incantation. All right, finally we got some talent on this bill. <laughs> I hope they play their ambient album. That'd be very funny. Jungle Rot. Cannot abide. Macabre. I prefer Bob Macabre. Sanguisagugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugug
fuming mouth, what I always like to say in my head, Fumi move for some reason. <laughs> Hath. All right. Repentance. Casket robbery. Mm-hmm. D- disinter. Thrown into exile. Toxic rune. And many more. And this is May 26th, 27th, 28th at the Rave slash Eagles Club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, knowing those initial bands, how do you feel about it? I am not super, like, blown away by it, but that's me as a guy who has been to a lot of shows in my life. So so for the first half of the headliners, Jordan, I mean, how many of these fucking guys have passed through the Palladium in Worcester, Massachusetts for, like, every fucking one of these guys? This is not... With the exception of Dark Angel, yeah, literally all of them. All of them, on like a bi-annual basis, for I, the most part. I pulled uh, this tour announcement, or the, the fest announcement up on uh, Reddit, the subreddit for metal. Oh, uh, which I, God. I have not opened uh, Reddit in years, so this is just uh, whatever. But um, I'm appreciating the, the comments here from uh, local Milwaukeeans, Milwaukeeites. Um, Milwalkers. 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 Uh These guys saying, like, Anthrax was in Madison literally this week. <laughs> Obituary <laughs> that was there last month, and Lamb of God was in Milwaukee over the summer. <laughs> there is nothing to justify charging $120 for each single day ticket. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, all the other uh, local Milwaukeeans are also saying, like, the venue you picked is the worst venue in Milwaukee. The sound is <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> no. Getting a bottle of water is $5 at the bar. <laughs> oh, my God. So I know That's that, fucking terrible. I know that Milwaukee Metal Fest, like, has a legacy for Midwestern metalheads or whatever. Uh, it hasn't been, it has not been a thing in a long time. People are very excited about Jamie Josta buying this and getting it started again. Uh, it's exciting to see uh, some of the bands we like, some of the smaller guys. Uh, you know, uh, Chemist, who I would not consider small at all, but I guess uh, my scale is very off. Blood and like small and yeah, yeah. Blood and Cantation Chemist, I think we blow them up in our heads, but they're ha- like half being there is very cool. Yeah, all all of those things are cool. It's just like. Kind of like what you were talking about, Jordan. I, I'm not uh, bowled over by this thing. It is a thoroughly fine heavy metal festival. Like there's, there's really like no bands on here where I'm like, Ugh, gross. No, how could they do that? It's more like, ah, if I was there, I would just walk outside yes. or you know move around or something like that. Uh, but kind of what I was feeling and thinking about when reading this thing is. At least for us, people that listen to the show, people that don't like live far away or like in real isolated areas, we could really see all of these bands in smaller venues for much cheaper and probably get longer sets, especially for like the smaller bands. And there's kind of nothing in here that makes at least me and I would suspect a lot of uh, other people like want to travel to go see no, this no, not at for, all. for example there's the blue ridge rock festival that we talked about last year and mm-hmm. still real questionable about where all the money comes from with that festival they at least book bands where it's like a reunion show or it's they're playing this album in full 
or there's some something special in it where maybe you wouldn't necessarily go see the show generally, but it's a band from the past that you've never gotten to see that you love, or they're doing something special. They're playing an album that you love playing songs that they never played live. And for this, it's just, here's kind of a bunch of metal bands put together. And it feels like if new England metal fest was still around, this is like the exact lineup it would have with a second stage full of like hardcore bands. Yes. Correct. Um, but I don't know. Um, maybe, there's many more uh, announcements to come. Maybe something is just like the killer, killer get that you know we uh, we uh, will change our mind on all of this, right? Local bands selling tickets for a battle of the bands, and whoever gets on gets to play the opening slot. I don't want to uh, impugn the character of Jamie Josta, but I think there's a good chance that's going to happen. <laughs> And a lot of people are like, yes, this is a real metal fest. No hardcore shit. It's like maybe some hardcore on here would be nice. Again, just to mix things up and, hey, give a chance to some of the bands that have still been kicking around all these years and like a, a Crown of Thorns or a Sub-Zero or something like that just to give them a little boost. And it also reminded me in the 2000s, Jamie Justa has his own label, Stillborn Records. They put on Stillborn Fest. Which so like this isn't his first festival. He's done this before. So, hmm. I don't know. I guess people just don't know that, and now they do, and puts things in perspective. So, best of luck to this festival. I hope it does well. I hope uh, he gets Milwaukee Metal Fest alumni Dogstar on this for a surprise <laughs> set. I think that would be really good. Uh, I can't. I guess the thing most surprising to to, to me about this is that uh, he did not put his own band on it. Not yet. Not yet, not yet, that's true. But it, Well, here's the thing, Crowbar is on this. You could easily get a Kingdom of Sorrow reunion on ah, this. Ah, there you go. Um, that'll be the uh, the hot ticket. Surprise, TVA headliner. So we're almost out of time here. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to, to jump on here? Sanguigusagugugabag kind of had their music stolen and put up on Bandcamp. Tell me about this. So oddly enough, the band posted about this on Facebook, and now we I get a message saying this Facebook post is no longer available. Hmm. So we'll see what's uh, going on about that. But um, someone appeared to have been impersonating the band saying Guisa Gugabag, I think that's how you pronounce it, on Bandcamp, offering pre-orders for the band's newly released album, Homicidal Ecstasy. Now, the band is on Century Media. So, as we said earlier in the show, what does Century Media not do? Send us promos. Yeah, that too, you fucking cheap bastards. Oh, it's so frustrating, because ah. what, what they do is they'll send an email saying, this album's coming out. Contact us if you want opportunities to interview the band or to review it. Contact, so how about you just send it to us? Yeah, contact D's nuts, Century Media. <laughs> I've seen some of the shit they put out on like Vivo TV and stuff. I, keep your promos. I'm all set. You don't want to see the latest. You don't want to listen to the latest Queensryche album. And so, <laughs> Not yeah, necessarily. The, thing, the, the thing is, uh, Century Media doesn't do Bandcamp. I think Sangu Sabag may have like previously put out stuff on there, but who knows whatever their deal is with Century Media now, which prevents it from happening. But the point is that someone else was putting up their music and collecting money from people trying to buy it i i think it's fucked up to take advantage 
of a band that is, you know, probably living hand to mouth. But if there's one to do it to, this one's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, it's just, again, it's, it's one of those bands that really bringing nothing fresh or interesting to the table whatsoever from, for me personally. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't like to punch down that much. Um, but these guys are getting a little big for their britches. I'll, I'll just say that that much. Uh, I'm annoyed by the band, uh, by their music, uh, by their uh, social media presence, and especially by their fans. Uh, not a it's fan. merch core. Yeah. It's merch core. Like uh, it's, it's one of those things that exists only to sell very stupid T-shirts. And you but, know, I. But we're not here to uh, bring anybody down, right? <laughs> we're not here to talk shit. Yeah, we've got 450 episodes of nothing but shit talking, but this is Just, we're we're going to support the scene on this one. <laughs> we're, we, we are build you up buttercups. That's us. Um. Anyway, uh, I I don't know. That seems like a pretty funny grift, and it seems like something if I were you know uh, the band or uh, somebody working at Century Media, something I would probably think about uh, maybe uh, in the future making some changes so that doesn't happen again. But again, I'm not an industry bigwig. I'm just a simple country lawyer. I guess like what 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 is there to prevent that kind of thing from happening to anybody on Bandcamp? Uh ideally, I think that you can, you know, if you have an official page on Bandcamp, you can just strike like a uh like a, the report a takedown, button. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're not there and you're not looking for it because you're not there, like what are you going to do? I mean, I'm sure there's got to be like a it's like because Warner Records strikes everything automatically from, right. say, like YouTube. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something, even if you're not on the platform, that that still allows you to report stuff in like a seamless way. Because there's like why what's going to stop me from naming my band Butt Cheeks and then just uploading Led Zeppelin tracks and selling them? Uh, I think it's the Orchard uh, has whatever like algorithm that detects that. But regardless, uh, I'm sure that whoever did this uh, scam came away with probably double digits of money. Like, like I'm gonna $48? say forty-eight dollars, forty-two dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not exactly like the, the crime of the century or whatever. But <laughs> it is an interesting thing to uh, to. To consider, you know, if you if you're doing this at scale, that's when you get the real money. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Jordan? What 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 can we do to combat this this heinous crime? Uh, there could be some sort of review process for what's uploaded to Bandcamp, but you know, I'm sure they don't want to pay someone to do that and to cut in all the profit margins of all the the bedroom black metal and cyber grind stuff that's out there that makes literally dollars. I feel like the way to get away with it would be to pick out bands that have a band name like Bug. Like you just change one letter and you're golden. Oh, yeah. Like you just take the G away at the end or the U away in the middle and just people aren't going to fucking notice. We're all just like connecting the first letter and the last letter of that fucking mess of a band name. So like you really could just get away with this for like unlimited time if you wanted to. Um, Worth it. Yeah, that's. Maybe instead of discouraging this crime, we should encourage it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just only against linguistic above. <laughs> uh, well, I think that uh, with that, we are out of time for this episode. Uh, I got a few things that we weren't able to touch on uh, that we will 
have to connect with you all on next week. Very pressing uh, matters of vast mental importance. Yeah, Jason Newsted has a new band. You want to talk about that? We are out of time, unfortunately, folks. Oh, okay. Uh, is there anything that you guys desperately need to tell the audience before we get on out of here? No. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Toilet of Hell. Patreon.com slash Toilet of Hell. There are bonus episodes. There are mixtapes. You can get more bonus episodes if you give us more money. That's my pledge to you uh, and to everybody. I say, hey, we'll see you next time. I love you all very much as listeners. You're all very special to me. Keep it metal and be wonderful. Goodbye. Bye. FM Radio Radio TOVH The Flush